0: Hi, guys, and welcome back to Everyone's Therapist. Today is actually really exciting for Amber and I. We are talking about couples therapy. It's something that she and I have both experienced, and we are really excited to just share with you our takeaways, our favorite exercises, and everything we learned. So tune in. All right, so... We are talking about couples therapy today. And I'm so curious as to what our listeners hear or feel or think Mm -hmm. when couples therapy is brought up.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, My initial thought is people think, okay, something's wrong with the couple, that they have to go to couples therapy.
1: Right. I think of it as like a Hail Mary,
0: (laughs) which (laughs) that's actually a really good reference. Yeah.
1: Thank you so my one sports reference I know, <laughs> but I've also heard um somebody say basically it's it's like precautionary work, it's like checking in instead of going there of like recovery
0: work, basically. I can see that, yeah, definitely. Right. um I also look at it as being proactive mm-hmm. in learning about yourself learning about your partner and then learning how to communicate learning how to properly manage like conflict yeah and how to navigate a relationship because I don't feel no one ever no one ever taught you how to do that growing up yeah
1: you just learn by example whether that be good or bad examples in your life and I feel like it was for me I thought it was really interesting to experience a combined effort Towards a common goal with your partner.
0: Oh, that's so awesome.
1: I loved it. That's a, oh. I'm going to just preface this as saying, I, I love therapy, but like couples therapy, I love it. I'm going to go even as far as saying I miss it. And I'm no longer with that person. I don't miss couples therapy with them per se. I just miss the experience of couples therapy. And I cannot <laughs> wait to, uh, whenever my next relationship comes, I'm for sure going go to go couples therapy and I'm stoked about it.
0: That's such a great thought because my initial feeling in going to therapy was actually excitement because I felt I lacked the proper tools to Mm -hmm. actually communicate how I was really feeling to my partner. Mm -hmm. And so I actually looked towards my therapist as like guidance guidance or even help or a third party to kind of like...
1: Just mediate? Yes, exactly.
0: Yes. To mediate. lead the way. Yes. I love that. Whose idea was it to go to couples therapy first? So How did it, was, it come about? It was actually my partner, Nick. Mm-hmm. So, what first started off was him feeling that I needed to seek individual therapy. And I had mentioned, you know, um, a couple of times in past episodes that it was really hard for me to hear that to think that I needed to go to therapy because right. my initial feeling was I'm broken or something's wrong with me. Yeah. And so... To take offense to it, basically. Yeah. And so Nick was really there um, for support. And mm-hmm. so he thought, okay, well, I understand it's going to be hard for you to seek individual therapy. Let's go to couples therapy together. And so that's kind of how it started off. Mm-hmm. And I ended up loving it so much. I continued with individual therapy.
1: I love that. Yeah. It's been a great experience for you, it sounds like.
0: Yeah. Um, who Whose idea was it um, for you to go to couples yeah, therapy? Yeah, so
1: it was a little bit different of a situation because our whole relationship was a little bit different of a situation. <laughs> um, but basically, we had been dating, like, on and off. I've explained this in previous episodes of, uh, especially in Toxic, I talk a lot about it. Um, it was a little bit on and off, and We hadn't spoken in a while, and we hadn't seen each other in a while, and then um, he saw me, and then I think he just had a whole, like, basically, oh, shit, come to Jesus moment. And then (laughs) he, this is literally how it happened, he left a note, this is is going down the rabbit hole, he left a note on my car, and I found it, it almost flew off, because I I was driving and I didn't notice it, Anyways, I found a note on my car, and... I had texted him about it and i said thank you for, for your note like i appreciate it and then he just drove to my house and then it's like i'm outside and then i went outside and he said i will do anything to make this relationship work i realize that you're the person i want to be with um i want you to move in and i want to go to couples therapy and i want to basically do the whole 90 yards with you so it was totally his idea And I said, if you really want to go to couples therapy, then by all means, you let me know when and where and I'll show up. But I'm not doing any of that, like, initial effort to find a therapist, basically, is how. It was all his idea. Yeah, I was super pumped about it. Because I feel like our relationship was so unconventional. And to go into... Our first appointment was basically, he's like, what brought you in? And we were like... We've never actually been together, (laughs) we've never been a real couple, but we're going to go to couples therapy and figure this out.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Because, and what's funny is, you know, I often think that couples therapy comes into play, like how you mentioned earlier as like a Hail Mary, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're at the, you know, sort of end of our relationship or we're struggling in our relationship and we need help. Yeah you know, let's seek therapy. But I also think it happens to be a great tool in the very beginning yeah. of your relationship. Like there's n- nothing needs to be wrong for you to have to go to couples therapy. Yeah.
1: I totally agree because at the end of the day, typically in a in a monogamous relationship it's two people coming together trying to figure out how to navigate life whether you work together or don't how to communicate with different communication styles how to express and really get out each other's wants and needs um and find that balance yeah and that's difficult. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Basically. And um speaking of communication, yes. Um it actually happens to be probably one of my biggest takeaways okay. from couples therapy and a favorite exercise of mine that I learned. And so, I mean, we can start off with some takeaways yeah. is I actually learning how to communicate with my partner has mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, it's been such a great lesson. I didn't realize I can say something, mm-hmm. and it seems so easy to understand. Mm-hmm. But your partner take it the wrong way,
1: right? So it's like really f- the delivery of it, basically.
0: And 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 maybe not even the delivery. It could it could be, you know, your intention. Mm. I I mean, you can. I mean, blanket statement. Um, let's just say you're going to express to your partner that you're feeling like you're not heard Mm -hmm. or maybe even feeling you're misunderstood or maybe there's a lack of affection or attention, right, in your relationship. And I've actually, you know, Nick and I struggled with this in our relationship in that when he did express these things to me, it seems like such you know, a general statement to make and Mm -hmm. such an easy, you know, thing to understand. But what I heard Mm -hmm. was I'm not doing good enough. Mm. And so here he is expressing himself in something that he needs from the relationship and it would put me in tears. Yeah. Because I felt like I was doing so much for the relationship, but I'm still not good enough. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, I'd end up in tears, and he's like, whoa, <laughs> why are there tears? Yeah. But it's, it's a, a simple conversation like that that, you know, I feel often gets misinterpreted mm-hmm. in relationships.
1: Yeah. It seems like you guys were just kind of missing each other's point, basically. Absolutely.
0: Which actually brings me... Oh, do you have number two? To my favorite exercise. Okay, your favorite
1: exercise. Yes.
0: My favorite exercise that I learned in couples therapy is actually mirror... Mirroring communication.
1: Okay. I feel like I've heard of this before. Yeah.
0: So it kind of sounds something like this in where your partner says something. Mm-hmm. Do and we, they do in a role play this? I mean, we don't have to, but <laughs> <laughs> she's like, absolutely not. <laughs> but when your partner says something, you then in return say, What I heard you say was this. Is that correct? So
1: if I asked you, Lonnie, do you want to go to tennis tonight? I would like you to come with me to go to tennis, you would say?
0: What I heard you say is you want me to go to tennis with you. Is that correct?
1: I would love that, yes.
0: And so it seems like really crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I I get how that sounds like because it's a simple, you know, question.
1: Right. But it's clarifying things. Yes. Is this what you meant?
0: Yes, because there's so often where... People express their feelings, their thoughts, mm-hmm. and it doesn't get hurt on the other side because they take it a different way. Yeah, And so it's just clarifying to your partner, this is what I heard. Right. And if it's not what they meant, then they have literally that space to correct and say, oh no, that wasn't it, that wasn't my intention, this is what I meant.
1: So I love this exercise because as important and pivotal and transformational, I think it can be in a romantic relationship, I also think it can work for everyday life. I know I have a girlfriend who does this frequently, and she always asks questions to reiterate things or to clarify things. And it's really taught me to do that um, because a lot of times the reason I don't ask a question back or ask somebody to clarify information is because I'm afraid I heard it wrong or I'm afraid of looking like an idiot, like oh I didn't God. understand them. I totally
0: get that. right? And I mean, and I totally get that because this could even like go back to school like, oh, I don't yeah. even think in the classroom. When the, class the teacher's
1: are, like, does anyone have any questions? You're like, I don't want to be the idiot with questions. Exactly. Nobody, like, raised their hands. You're like, I totally understand this, like, calculus equation. Can yeah. Not? Yeah.
0: So, I mean, this can, like, yeah, this can go back as far as school when, like, nobody wanted to ask questions and, or even at work and you're in the conference room and your boss is giving a presentation mm-hmm. and he turns around, does anyone have any questions? Nobody says anything because nobody wants to feel stupid. Yeah. But... I feel like it's such a great exercise to just clarify and there's nothing wrong with that
1: i love that and i need to like put it in my brain more and also to ask like when i'm the one giving information i try to say like let me know what questions you have so at least opens a conversation yes. to that and not making somebody feel like an idiot because yes. like i don't want to feel that way so yes. i love
0: mirroring exercise yeah and then even to think like how we've done it at work we've done it in school I know that I can say I've even done it in relationships where, like, in the beginning of the relationship where mm-hmm. you're just getting to know each other and oh. things are still, like, very flirtatious new and, and new and fresh, right? And it's it's not wanting to come off, you know, like, I didn't understand you or whatever that yeah. I don't ask the questions and, like, what did you really mean? I feel like sometimes...
1: It sounds like maybe you've done the same. You don't ask questions or to clarify information because you don't
0: want to know. True. <laughs> that, too.
1: <laughs> I'm like, Definitely. don't pretend like I didn't know that. Definitely Or like that I didn't too. hear that because I don't want to know the truth.
0: Um, so, Bring like, me to your
1: second point of a good takeaway. Is ooh. that... Communi- so, to go over, we have communication. Yes. And then your favorite exercise is the mirroring exercise. Yes. Take, tell me another takeaway from therapy you've loved.
0: Couple I therapy. loved... Practicing and learning about
1: boundaries. Ooh, that's super important.
0: Yes, definitely. And I didn't really even know what that was. Something that I do is Mm people-pleasing. And there are a lot of times where I said yes to situations where maybe I shouldn't have committed or might have been overwhelmed with something and should have said no. So for me, practicing boundaries And being in integrity with myself Mm -hmm. and learning, you know, what's a priority for me and making sure that gets done first before I say yes to my partner.
1: That's really good. I know when I was going over boundaries with my couple's therapist um, a while ago now, he was mentioning to me that, like, don't be so hard on yourself because you don't know when... Don't be so hard on yourself because you don't know when a line is crossed until it's crossed. Like, yes. you don't know what a boundary is until it feels uncomfortable for you. Yes, exactly. And so you have to, like, play with that, basically. And for me, I felt like I was, like, playing with fire. Um, and just of what felt right and comfortable for me at that time in my life. Yeah. And they can change over time,
0: too, boundaries. Absolutely. And how this showed up for me and in my relationship was my partner asking things of me, Mm -hmm. wanting to do things or needing help for something Mm -hmm. to which in a relationship, like I love being that person for my partner, that go-to. And so I would immediately jump. Yeah, I'd immediately jump to like, yeah, let's go do this activity. Or yes, I can help you there. And not realizing like I had a to-do list today. Mm. I had things that I needed to do. I stopped all of that. To be there for my partner and then now that we're done with this activity or i'm done helping him now i'm overwhelmed because i had an entire list that i didn't even get to and so at the end of the day that really only hurt myself and i'm sure it built resentment towards it your partner. absolutely did it built resentment to sense. which like he then has no idea why there's resentment mm-hmm. And I didn't know what I was doing until I learned like what all this was. And so an important practice for me is now when something is asked of me from my partner or even from a friend or a colleague is that I take the time to really assess like, okay, what does Leilani need? Mm-hmm. And if these things need to take precedence over me helping or us doing something, then I can say, like, okay, well, I can't do that today. Right. I have things that I need to do, and, like, that being the end of it. Right. A lot of times, um, I mentioned earlier being a people pleaser, I'd feel guilt, like, not being able to be there for them. But in actuality, when we go back and look at, like, what me silencing my priorities or my to-do list for theirs, what that did, it actually just hurts us in the long run. Yeah, And if I'm going to be honest, I actually, in practicing boundaries and making myself a priority, I haven't felt guilt or there hasn't been, like, Uh any kind of um, downside to my partner, like, thinking, okay, well, you know, she has things to do. She can't do it today. That's okay.
1: I love that because it shows that you are independent and have your own life and can also give to the relationship. But you have to fill up your own cup first.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, especially for women, we're such caretakers Mm -hmm. that we can often get lost or lose ourselves in relationships because we make our partner such a priority.
1: Right. I wish I would have especially known, even just a little bit, just a thing or two about boundaries, especially when I was in my relationship, like, whatever, six years ago, because I had no idea about boundaries and what felt comfortable to me and uncomfortable. And not it was not necessarily my partner, it was I think our just life situation, if that makes any sense. Yep. Um, but yeah, so, lessons learned. Right? So what's a takeaway for you or what's something that- I'm so glad you asked. My numero uno and biggest takeaway from couples therapy is root cause.
0: Root cause? Oh my God, I'm so excited to hear this. Okay. I don't know what this is. I feel
1: like once I explain it, you'll like, I know what that is. Okay. So basically root cause is just explaining that we have all these surface level issues, especially with couples. You maybe have, you argue about money or you argue about who's going to take out the trash or you argue about what, why doesn't he, why don't we do date night enough or whatever it is. But that is the surface level problem. And that's not the actual emotional need being met.
0: Yes, 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 yes. So
1: it's like, I liked it. It was explained to me basically as like, here you have these like surface level things and here's how you react to these surface level bullshit. But you need to speak to the root cause of it. Okay,
0: I love this. Yeah. Because now I feel like I understand where you're going. And I'm so glad you brought this up because I feel like there's often, and it's so common in relationships, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned the trash, where the girlfriend and the wife is like, honey, can you take out the trash? And it doesn't get done. And she flips out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whoa, dude, it's just trash. Right. But it's not just trash. Because it's not about the
1: trash. It's about... It's
0: that, about the root
1: cause. Right. Maybe they're feeling like, I feel like you're not helping enough. Or I feel like you're not invested in this yes. household. Or whatever. Um, and so he we reiterated this concept like multiple times in therapy and like we didn't move on until we both like understood this because my therapist basically was saying like look we can sit down and talk about finances we can sit down and talk about sex we can sit down and talk about all these things and figure out what's going to work for you but you would have a like it's like my job isn't to keep you here for years in therapy my job is to get you the tools To for you to understand to meet your needs so you can like be a healthy successful couple together basically so one of our like issues basically was he would shut down a lot and we would get into disagreement and he would do like the cold shoulder and he would shut down and i'm over here like what the hell i feel like i just i didn't like that so his root cause was feeling like anything he said was going to make it worse and that He didn't know how to make me happy, so instead of saying anything, he would say nothing. Because in his eyes, it was better to say nothing than say the wrong thing, right? Okay, Uh, right. I was yes. And this is also the thing, like couples therapy. It gives you this like neutral space to share things that you would not share your partner in day-to-day life yeah like he the first session he brought up my ex brought up something and i was like i had no idea that still bothered you and this is from like years ago and i was like what (laughs) so anyways that was um going back to root cause that was his root cause he didn't want to say anything basically to upset me i'm over here on like totally the opposite side and i'm like i feel like you're gonna abandon me i feel like you're gonna leave me and i just feel like you're gonna get up and walk away basically Which he did. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) it was super valid. But, like, also my root cause is, like, abandonment, basically. Yes. So, how we solved this was speaking to each other's root cause. Yes. So, during an argument, during a disagreement, I would tell him, I'm like, what do you need to hear from me? And then they're supposed to respond of, like, I need to know that I'm not going to make a mistake or whatever. And so, during disagreements, I would just straight up tell him. I'd be like, look you make me happy, I love you, and I'm here, and you're not going to say the wrong thing. And so that like gave him, it like gave him the grace. space. Yes, yeah, it th-
0: gave him the space to just feel comfortable yes. to be vulnerable. This is probably what or why people miscommunicate so often was because mm-hmm. there's a root mm-hmm. to the problem and, really isn't this like surface thing that I just said. There's more to it. And people don't know how to get to the root.
1: Yeah. You have to speak at the level basically.
0: Yeah. And so for me on my
1: end, what he would tell me when I needed my root cause to be like loved to and spoken to is he would tell me, I love you and I'm not leaving and I'm here to stay basically. And
0: it gave you that you felt safe. And that
1: felt so, it felt so comforting and so loving to me. And I can tell you my next relationship I go into, I'm like, I need to be told that still on a probably somewhat regular basis.
0: Which is, it's completely fine. If it it gives you that level of comfort to be open and vulnerable with your partner, Mm -hmm. then that's great. Yeah. If just saying that simple little thing.
1: Yeah. Because although this relationship didn't work out, you know plot twist I still have to take all of like the baggage and shit with me (laughs) so (laughs) like even though I go to couples therapy or went to couples therapy and go to therapy now and do all the good things like I'm still terrified to go enter a new relationship and the thing I'm most terrified of is being left again so but you know I'll just tell my partner like just tell me you're not gonna leave me and
0: it'll all be good or at least you know state that give me a a safe a safe Give meet, me a safe place, yeah,
1: meet me where I'm at, yeah, because I'm so willing to do that for somebody else, anyways, that was my uh number one takeaway
0: I cause. love that that Thank was you. awesome that was awesome, and I feel like everyone I feel like everyone needs to take a piece of that,
1: yeah, dive into a little bit,
0: dive into a little bit, google search it, yeah. like figure it out, or ask yourself if that's what's going on mm-hmm. in your relationship,
1: yeah, I would challenge. If you're listening, you're thinking what's my root cause and I'm no professional here and I'm sure there's a specific exercise to figure it out, but I would just keep asking yourself why. Because if you ask yourself why enough times, even if it's something super mundane, like you're pissed off that the grocery store isn't carrying your favorite flavor of ice cream and it like sends you into like a frenzy, just keep asking yourself why. Why am I mad that the grocery store doesn't have my ice cream? Why does it bother me? Because, you know, just keep asking yourself why enough times, and then eventually you get to recall. I did this literally, like, last week with something. Which is
0: actually great that you bring up the why, because I'm actually feeling pulled to dive a little deeper. Okay, let's go. We're going to get to know Leilani a little bit right now. Let's swim, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So, in me talking about, you know, learning how to communicate with your partner and the mirror communication exercise and you speaking on root cause, what it really brings up for me is something that I learned in couples therapy was what my root problem was. Ooh. Yeah. Love this. So my root problem was not feeling good enough. Mm-hmm. There's often times where if a partner expressed Criticism, or just like how I mentioned before, thoughts and feelings that they were lacking in the relationship, I often felt like I wasn't good enough. And so, what that led to in my therapy sessions um, was figuring out where that comes from. Yeah. And I think it's great that the exercise that you did with your partner in them letting you know. I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to abandon you. And it gives you that space, that safe space to communicate is great. I then, on the other hand, dove even deeper Mm -hmm. and was like, all right, where does this come from? So when I say I feel like I'm not good enough, where does that come from? And so you bring up asking yourself why, why and why until you get to the root cause. And that's essentially what I did in therapy. And I'm not sure to what level or degree our listeners are in therapy or, you know, where they are in...
1: Their self-development journey. Yes. Self-healing.
0: But if you're not familiar with it, we spoke about it a couple times in other episodes, is I figured out that that comes from an inner child. Right. An inner child that needed healing. And what I did in therapy was figuring out a time in my childhood where I felt like I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And there were times, there were multiple times, where I could bring up whether it was at a soccer game or at church, but there were moments in my life or situations that I could go back to in an instant and think like, this is what happened once I was at a soccer game. Mm -hmm. And I actually had mentioned this in a previous episode.
1: Oh, I remember now.
0: Yeah, I was in a soccer game and... I had messed up. I was on the offense and I messed up and the defender took the ball away from me. And I heard my mom in the stands say, Lonnie and that little like moment of disappointment that was expressed made me as a child feel like I was not good enough. Yeah. And there are, yeah. And there are all of these moments in our childhood that made me feel like I was not good enough. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just this one moment, there are other moments. Mm-hmm. But what we don't realize as adults is that these little moments have stayed with us. Yeah. all these years. And so when someone now in my adult life, my partner has now expressed disappointment, yeah. right? I'm I'm not getting this out of our relationship. You think it's you. I went all the way back to that mm-hmm. six-year-old girl who was on the soccer field mm-hmm. like feeling like like people. i disappointed yeah. my mother and i feel like i'm not good enough right so when my partner is like whoa why is she crying
1: that's the root it's triggering
0: yes that right. was the root is right. i feel like i'm not good enough and now i have 30 something years of like this these emotions that weren't healed that's coming up and that is the pain that i am feeling absolutely and so that is why i think and i had mentioned earlier while you were speaking on root cause is our listeners or people in general need to take some piece of it google something or or look at something regarding this because it really affects us all. Look within. Yes. Yes. Because it really, yeah, it really does affect us all. I
1: feel like that's almost something that I have taken a long time to kind of come around to, is that realizing that everything really does intertwine and affect each other. As much as you don't want to admit that your childhood plays a huge role into the partner you chose and how you feel in that relationship and the things that you put up with or accept or reject or whatever, it all manifests itself in different ways. Oh, And yes. I think what Leilani and I are trying to do with our lives is just become the most healed, authentic selves. Yes. So this is why we do this, guys. This is why yeah. we talk about our feelings. the way why we cry about it. This is why we talk about couples therapy and go yeah. to couples therapy and go to these yoga retreats and do all this woo-woo shit. <laughs> <laughs> all for the reason. All, for the all greater for, good.
0: Yes, all to heal. And and I will play on... I. I'll intro something, you know, just so our listeners can see where I've gotten from my therapy session in figuring out where the root was, right? Mm -hmm. In I don't feel good enough. Mm -hmm. To which then I continued individually to work with my therapist on exercises to now heal that Mm -hmm. inner child. And so I'll touch base really quick on what triggered me not feeling good enough is my partner having a friendship with his ex this is what triggered me feeling like i'm not good enough right right and i'm so glad i got to the root and figured out what it was Mm -hmm. because then i was able to now do the exercises to heal that inner child right to which now fast forward i have the greatest friendship right with nick's ex That's amazing. She is an amazing person. She has the biggest heart. She is so kind and generous. And I am so glad I did all of that to now have a friendship with an awesome person. Right. And so it comes full circle.
1: It really does. Because if you wouldn't have healed it, it would have just shown up in different ways. Oh, time and time and time again. Absolutely,
0: Because what you don't heal repeats.
1: Yeah, totally agree. And it's interesting that you talk about this... um, not feeling good enough because I think that used to be my like basic fault in that like story I've reiterated reiterated myself for a while until I went on the yoga retreat which we did an episode about that but really I think for me it has been I need to be perfect to be loved and so I think back to times in my life of um, not showing up for things because I knew I wasn't going to do it perfect. Like, I never tried out for my middle school volleyball team because I knew I wasn't going to be the best at it. So I just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to see that play out in my life, even going back to what I said earlier in the episode of, like, I don't want to ask a question to make myself look, you know, dumb or like I didn't get it because I think I can do it perfect, (laughs) which I can't because I'm a human being and I make mistakes. So isn't it interesting how just therapy and couples therapy just
0: plays and relates to so many different areas of our lives? It really does. And I can't stress enough on how much I've learned. Mm -hmm. I've grown. I've learned about myself, how it's changed me and how it's changed my confidence. And I mean, it's great. It's also work. It's not easy, mm-hmm. and I am still learning.
1: That's so interesting that you bring up that has changed your confidence. Is that one of the things you think you've got you, or take away from couple therapy? Is oh,
0: absolutely. That's absolutely. I love the confidence that I've gained. Confidence
1: and, in what and confidence how?
0: So for me, I had mentioned earlier in the episode, I felt like I never had the tools to communicate effectively how I felt. Mm-hmm. I do now. hmm I never understood in relationships, in you know, present, in past relationships, why I felt so much pain. I do now. Yeah. And the great thing is, is I recognize where the pain came from, I did the exercises to heal it, and it's so freeing that that pain no longer discomforts me. Yeah,
1: it sounds like you have the knowledge and the power to change and heal. Absolutely. And and you can basically take your power back. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And it's so great too now that I have learned, you know, I have all these tools and I've learned exercises and I've learned boundaries and communicating and root cause and healing your inner child. And I have all these things that are all great, but I also recognize this now in other people.
1: Oh, isn't that, it's like a double-edged sword. It's like a beautiful and amazing, but sometimes... I know I've talked about this before of like, sometimes I want to tell people, like, you need to go to therapy, you need to do this. Not maybe you need, but su- suggest it. But I also realize that maybe not everyone's super open and welcoming to those ideas. Yeah. But I can totally see. And I can even like pinpoint certain things. So yeah. I'm like, oh, this is, you're really defensive about your life. And like, it's probably because this, is and the other thing.
0: Yeah. Like, Absolutely. So then. Some more. So need it else. And with that, I love I, that takeaway. <laughs> right. But then with that i would love to take this opportunity to use this platform to anyone who is listening to just say that going to couples therapy doesn't mean that you and your partner are broken or aren't working or you know definitely give yourselves the chance to to better your relationship
1: Yes. I love that you bring it up because it brings me to my second favorite thing that I have taken away from couples therapy. Which is? Which is being able to do hard things together. <gasps> yeah. Doing important work together. It feels like such a team effort. And I feel like... And another thing about couples therapy is that the progress is so much faster than it is with individual therapy. Because oh, yeah. you're bouncing off of each other. Yeah. You're working together for a goal a, a combined goal that you have yeah. and I just love it feels um vulnerable and intimate and I remember having almost every time walking out a couples therapy of feeling like we had like an edge on other couples and not in like a mean way of just of like we're working on a relationship and we understand each other and just feeling that like if you're just feeling so connected and Having that common goal,
0: yes, therapy is work, definitely you're getting to the root cause mm-hmm. of of yourselves of individually, and then now having to work at how is this going to work for both of us together and is it yeah and and it's and yeah, exactly, and is it going to work, and it's not all and it's not easy, it's not easy at all, right, but I feel like in the long run, it will always help,
1: yeah. I mean, perfectly said because even on my end, it's like I'm not in that relationship anymore, but I still take things from couples therapy years later that I've learned and that I've loved and that I've applied to my
0: life. Yeah. So, And I can speak on my relationship with Nick in that it's been three and a half, almost four years, and we've broken up multiple times. Mm-hmm. And so I can see where people might think like, oh, does therapy really work? But it really does because even though it's hard we still understand each other and understand like where things are coming from and it's still a work in progress
1: yeah and i even want to say like maybe you're not going to get the results you want yeah but it doesn't it's possible it doesn't negate the work and it doesn't negate its worth absolutely Absolutely. and also your worth and value for putting in that fucking hard work absolutely so what a great way to like end this episode. Wow, thank you. Thank you all for listening and joining us. Um, have you been couple therapy? Do you want to go to couple therapy? How do you bring it up to your uh, spouse or partner if you want to go to couples therapy? So all questions we'd love to hear. And thank you for diving deep and joining us.